This is a pod about Duchenne muscular dystrophy, a genetic progressive disease mainly affecting boys. The earlier you find out, the better the prognosis. In this episode, you will meet Martin and Sigge Stengård, living in Växjö in Sweden. They are a team as father and son, and for the past four years, Martin has been giving his support to Sigge's passion for online gaming and his journey into esports. Welcome to the pod, Martin and Sigge. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. How did it all start when you, Martin, introduced Sigge to online gaming? Um, it was quite easy because Sigge has always been isolated in his home. Uh, he's been in school or at home uh, or at the doctor's appointments. And I wanted to break Sigge's isolation uh, online isolation, I would say, um, and introduced, I was a kind of pushy parent, uh, pushing him to to start uh, online gaming with friends and start streaming. So that's how it all began in this case. What did you think of dad's idea in the beginning, Sigge? At first I was kind of uh, scared or um... I didn't really like the idea of uh, start streaming and take uh, initiative on something that I'm not that something that I wasn't so sure about if I would like it or if I yeah if it would be too scary. How many are you in total in team Paraghost that you started? For five people plus uh, manager right now. I'm the manager and we have one coach. Yeah. And the uh, the unique thing about this team is that all the five members in the team, we, we play Counter-Strike and they are all having the same diagnosis to show muscular dystrophy. And that's quite unique, uh, I believe. How important, Sigge, would you say it is that you share that experience? Do you talk about it, Duchenne muscular dystrophy? Uh, not so much. Right? I did it when I was younger, when I didn't really have so many answers to my questions. But when I met, met them, I started to be more and more secure around them. them. Uh, and so I started asking questions about yeah, some things that I wasn't quite sure about. Do you remember what the questions were? Mm, not, not really. I remember some questions. Uh, you talked about uh, how it was to, to be Old, older with this disease and being able to eat, right? Yeah. S- swallow and so on. Yeah. When were you diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, Sigge? Um, I was uh, at the age of uh, two, I guess. Yeah, two, two and a half. Yeah. And one thing that we've, uh, at least... Me and my wife, we have never lied to Sigge about his disease ever. 
when he grow uh, being grown up. Um, but he has an another rare uh, diagnosis that's called Beckwith-Wiedemann syndrome, and that diagnosis we've been lying about uh, in this case because right now, since he's older, um, that disease kind of uh, fade out, uh, not affecting him. But in his first 10 or 12 years, he had an extreme high percentage of, of getting uh, uh, cancer. malignant cancer within his whole body. And that is, I've told him about this just a year ago, I believe. Uh, and that's why we were so have been so yes, worried about him uh, also. I think it was two or three. Two yes. or three years ago, yeah. Is there still a risk for it? A slight uh, higher risk. Uh, but it's it's more when he's growing. So the risk is uh, elevated. What are your thoughts, Sigge, when you're getting older, you're 16 now, about Duchenne muscular dystrophy, about the disease? Right now, I don't really think that much about it. But maybe when you get to know some more effects about it when you feel that you're more some stuff are more harder to do then you question yourself a little bit more but right now it's not something that I really think about every day one of Sigge's best things is that he's extremely good in in living right now and here and not worrying too or... much uh, about the future also. Uh, and that's when, when playing and, and doing our team stuff, the, the, the future is not present at all, I believe. Just right here and now, just trying to have as much fun as possible, I believe. And your team has been invited to prestigious esports events such as DreamHack in Jönköping in Sweden, one of the largest esports tournaments in the world. How has that been, Sigge? Uh, yeah, I have been to uh, DreamHack very many times. It started when, yeah, probably when I was probably around eight, eight years. Yeah. You were young then. Yeah, we started, yeah. <laughs> and you have been very successful. You got a lot of attention uh, when you Dreamhack. started streaming. And on DreamHack. And on DreamHack, yep. Hordes of people were standing around Sigan and asking him, uh, how can you be so that good or what kind of level are you playing uh, at and so on. Uh, so it's been really, really... It's always fun. I was on to meet people and... Yeah, and get recognized. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun with fans. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And we have one fan that that is worth mentioning, I believe. Uh, this winter, we uh, got a visit of a Swedish... Uh, 
uh, singer-songwriter, Victor Lexell. Wow. And yeah, so he's kind of... He, you... Yeah, so we, we had some exchange of jerseys because he's an eye-border uh, fan. Uh, it's a Cisco team. Yeah. Um, so we he got one of our team jerseys, and we got eyeballers team jersey, and he's he's going to sponsor the team also. Yeah, that's big news in the pod. Yeah. What have you done with that uh, jersey? Do you wear it? <laughs> Dad is wearing it. Yeah, because yeah, he often wears it. it. It's size large, and, and uh, so I have it to, to work sometimes and. And people are coming and, and ask it, asking me, oh, you are an eyeballer fan. Yep, yep, I am, I am. Have you ever felt any pressure, Sigge, when Dad started Paraghost, the team? A little bit in, in the start, but nothing, nothing really, not, not so much pressure, but a little bit in the start, but... Right now, it's no pressure at all. It's only fun and, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, I, I try to push him all on all events and so on. I try to push him a little bit more and a little bit more about, uh, like, the lecture we, we had in Dreamback Winter last year to to be able to test new things, even if it's scary sometimes. It, it's really important for his growth and involvement. Evolve, yeah, you spoke in front of 300 people at DreamHack. How was it, Sigge? Uh, it, it was a little bit scary uh, at first, but when we started talking, it just went on very smoothly. Yeah. Do you remember what you talked about? Uh, we talked about Power Ghosts and some about um, my life online and yeah, my life in real in real life. Yeah. And you have said, Martin, just pushing children out of their comfort zones does wonders. What do you mean? Uh, in Sigurd's case. Um... Since he, he's always been very isolated, uh, both physically and online, and just doing his stuff uh, in front of the computer. Uh, so I wanted to introduce maybe some kind of social connections online also. Um, and that has made a huge difference for Sigi, since I believe nobody that is hearing or, or, or looking at this four or five years ago uh, Sigge was extremely introvert uh, he has been diagnosed with social phobia phobia and he couldn't talk or look at anyone in the room and now you kind of can go into which uh, room or circumstance at at any level and just being Sigge. Can you see this uh, progress or, or change for the positive for the other players in the team also? I can surely do see that. Um, they don't, 
the plays are not that uh, talkative about this, um, but I've heard it from their parents and their assistants that they've been they are looking forward to each event that we uh, we go to, and also they they kind of are also pushed out of their comfort zones because they've done interviews on TV, on radio and so on. And nowadays uh, I can just call it, oh, is it okay for you to, to, to have a radio interview? Okay, no problem, I do it. So they are really into the team thing in this case and, and uh, evolving also. How did you choose the name Para Ghost? Um, the name Para Ghost is not based on really anything, but the Para in Para Ghost has always been a part of the name. It would have been a part of the name, but the part Ghost, yeah, it just it was. Something we just thought, yeah, sounded nice and fit okay. Yeah. And uh, I let the team decide on their own. Um, but I have uh, some good naming for upcoming uh, teams uh, if, uh, if there will be any. So like Paranormal, that's, that's my favorite. Or in Sweden, Paraply. That's also, uh, or parachute, or paratroopers, but uh, paraghost it is right now. Mm -hmm. And paraply is umbrella. You recently turned 16, Sigge, and you're going to high school this fall. What do you want to study? Um, I don't really exactly know, but it will be something uh, at least with... Uh, maybe science, uh, yeah, probably just more as science, right? Or science, nature, uh, media, of course. And we uh, we just received good news from the the special school. Uh, Federation or what, I don't know how to say it really. Uh, but Sig is going to move out of the house and uh, starting an, uh, a school in Kristianstad. We have been, uh, you're going to live there also. Yeah. And that's really cool. And you have a twin sister, what's her name? Um, her name is uh, Hedda. Does she like uh, gaming? Not on the same level as me, but she does like uh, playing sometimes on your computer. Yeah. How was it when you started streaming with a camera and everything, Sigge? At first, I didn't use a camera. And I didn't talk so much either. But when... Uh, Martin uh, or my dad pushed and said that that I should use my camera. I got 
more and more yeah secure about showing myself and yeah right now i always use camera and attack pretty very much on it true hmm. how often do you stream two times a week do you know how many followers you have uh, right now it's a little bit over 10,000 followers so and it's on the rise yeah that's a lot yeah and Martin, you're always with Sigge when he's streaming to moderate the chat room. Why? Um, I was quite naive the first uh, half year when Sigge started streaming with the camera on. Um, believing, I didn't believe that uh, the environment online would be that toxic, but it's been more toxic than I ever could uh, have imagined. So I, I'm always online. Uh, most of the time I, I, I play one or two games with Sigge. Then I move on, or moderating the chat, of course. And then uh, the days where I can't play with him, I still moderate the chat uh, on my mobile phone, banning people or, or telling people how to behave, being a parent for others. Do you have any tips to, to share for parents who want to support their child's uh, game streaming interest and also considering what you were just saying? Uh, the first thing is the parents, as a parent, you need to know what your children are doing online, uh, what kind of games they are playing, and most of all, how they interact with each other. Um, you would be quite scared sometimes when you hear the, the kind of language they use toward each other and uh, and you need to be a parent also online uh, to guide and help and, and raise your children online um, and that's that's kind of scary uh, when you're old like me at least because everything is new and there's so many pitfalls that you can fall in as a parent and, and, and just, oh, I can't learn or I, I'm too old for this. That's just too old for this. It's a sticker in, in the Counter-Strike, a sticker that you can put on your your, uh, your weapons. So SIG have, have given me too old for this, but I'm not too old for this. Uh, you need to, to try your best as a parent to to be involved in your uh, children's online world because the world online today uh, is huge. Everything is uh, is present, all the good things and the bad stuff. So you need to be online with your children. And now, Martin, you have a new local project to encourage more young people to discover esports. Yep, that's correct. Uh, I've just started a local Vecwa-based uh, 
organization for para esport um, and i hope to to to, to get a, a couple of teams um, to regularly uh, play together and most important to to be able to meet up in the real world, physical world in this case. Because when you have the, uh, the physical meeting, uh, there's so much um, things that are falling to place. Uh, you get a physical, physical connection with a, another person and you hopefully will also get uh, uh, maybe a lifelong friend in this person. And for young people with a disability, getting outside or getting to a gaming center might be quite a hazard because the, the tables and so on are not uh, adjustable. So you tend to not go there. If someone is getting interested now in online gaming, and how do they get started? First off... Uh... It's important to have somebody to play with. Uh, it can be somewhere from your family or some other friends that that want to start playing online. That's the most important important thing about starting. But then you have all the other things like computer and setup, but that's not the most important thing. No, it's... many games can be played on on a regular uh, laptop in this case. Um, but it's it's important to to try to bring um, bring your parents or or siblings into this to to be able to to work as a a small team within your house in this case it's much fun more fun and it's really spreading the the knowledge about the games you're interested in also you are manager for the team but i know that you have a day job also as a full-time cyber security specialist yep that's correct um i've been working at fort knox for uh, some years now and 100% full time, um, so it's it's been a struggle to to get all the energy to to fulfill the team's wishes, and in this case, going on on DreamHack twice a year and maybe some extra boot camps and so on, and because someone need to to pay for everything, and in this case. I started by paying myself, but that's not uh, that's not going to hold for long. Um, so I've I've been chasing sponsors to be seen together with the team and on the events. And so far, I, I've managed um, managed to to keep the the organization alive. But it's it's really hard to to be chasing money because we. We don't have any uh, online uh, attendance that most of the, the professional teams have, so they can uh, 
be seen online uh, in that extent that maybe a, a, a regular sponsor would like and we have no metrics to to show off we we kind of draw this and this uh, attention because the real thing that the team is, is bringing to the table in this case is being present on these events because seeing five six or seven wheelchairs uh, driving inside uh, dreamac for instance that draws a lot of attention and really good comments but you have succeeded to get sponsors for the future now yep yep i've just signed with my company that i'm working on fortnox and it's not a, a one-time uh, offer from from the company um but it's more like two or three years so in this case in october this year we're going to to plan the next upcoming years how to what they want to get out of uh, the sponsorships and how we can provide them with the with the visibility in this case because uh, it's really for me at least it's a success story bringing disabled people into into your homes in this case uh, is really powerful really really powerful do you agree again yeah i totally agree and I know that you're planning a family trip this summer to California. That's right. Um, in the 1st of July, we will uh, go to fly to USA, California. In yeah. San, uh, San Francisco. What's the name where we live? Yeah, the name of the town where we're going to stay is Petaluma. And it's just... Uh, uh, just north of uh, San Francisco, in this case. Have you decided what you're going to do? Yeah, we have many things decided. Uh, we're going to... One or two weeks, we're going to live with... Uh, Out in the forest. Yes, in a different... Uh, uh, natural parks uh, outside uh, uh, San Francisco and experience the, the wildlife in this case. Yeah. And this trip was, was planned to be done two years ago, just when the uh, COVID pandemic uh, struck us hardest. Because we had plans to, to visit... A, a, a cool guy called Gabe Neville, the oh. found, founder of, of uh, Valve or Steam, uh, the online gaming platform. So we had an invitation. But, but uh, he was stuck in New Zealand. Yeah, he was stuck in New Zealand. So we kind of had to postpone everything. So in this summer, we're going to do the trip but a little bit larger in this case. So we're staying in, in the US for, for 25 days in this case. And how have you planned with the, the wheelchair, for example? We've never been flying with an electrical wheelchair before. And 
and the weather in uh, California in the summer is really hot. So we decided to, the, the first plan was to bring the electrical uh, wheelchair, but we've uh, thrown that idea away. So we're traveling with this wheelchair he's using now. And another yeah, more together with another uh, more comfortable wheelchair. Yeah. But this wheelchair has that Sig is using right now has just been upgraded with the electrical uh, power wheels. Yeah. So he can drive uh, drive by himself without using any strength in this case. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. What do you say, Sigge? What's the best thing being in team Martin and Sigge? It's, it's being yeah, together and just being yourself and just have fun and yeah, just... Just hanging. Yeah. What's the best thing being in team uh, Sigge and Martin, Martin? Uh, for my from my point of view, it's it's the best thing a, a parent can ask for to be able to be hundred percent involved in every aspect of your child's life. Because um, it's kind of special relationship you get when you have a disabled kid in this case. Because you we help him all the time here at home, for instance, or preparing uh, the bed or clothes for the next day, uh, schoolwork, breakfast, medicine, toilet visits and so on. So it's really nice to have to share the other side where he, in this case, he is really evolving uh, and doing great progress is really uh, it's the best wish a, a, a parent can, can get fulfilled I believe Thank you so much Martin and Sigge Stengård from Sweden for sharing your story in the pod and I hope you have a great trip to California this summer and good luck with Paraghost and all the other projects Thank you Thank you This pod, Take on Duchenne, what you need to know about Duchenne muscular dystrophy, has been produced by Koma, and my name is Maria Mattel Suomalainen. The podcast has been produced with financial support from PTC Therapeutics. <laughs>